Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour, bonjour. It's a beautiful sunny day. We have lots of snow left over. It's winter in New Jersey, and I'm loving it. Spring is almost here, and we have a guest coming on today, my dear, sweet, wonderful, amazing, brilliant friend, uh, Lisa Natoli, will be joining us in just a couple of minutes, and uh While I am setting this up, I would like to share with you that we're doing a spring retreat in uh, right near Catskills Mountains adjacent in the beautiful Hudson Valley, and we are going to have a blast. If you listened to last week's uh, episode, I had Corinne Zepko on the show, who's also another dear, sweet, beautiful, brilliant friend of mine, and Lisa's, and we are just going to, we are going to turn it out together, so please come and join us. It's going to be a small group, and we're going to be about fun and having heal, having a healing while we're having fun, for real. Uh, one of the things I know about all three of us, plus our friend John Mundy, who's going to be joining us, is we're all about the love and the healing and having real results. So not just talking about it, but actually having a transformative experience. So that's my invitation to you. And before I pray a sin, I'm just going to see... Um, let's see I don't think Lisa's here yet so I'm going to pray in oh so I'm going to pray in and uh, she'll probably be here she'll be the answered prayer so I'm going to invite everybody to uh, take a breath we just place our hand on our heart gratefully and thankfully joyfully just giving thanks that healing is possible, that there is a a healing cure, that there is a cure for everything that seems to be less than ideal in our life. So we're calling forth a healing because we're partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit self. We're partnering up with our divinity and we're allowing ourselves to relinquish the root causes of anything that seems dysfunctional in our life. And we are calling forth a healing on all levels. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and our minds to the power and the presence of love shining forth in our awareness, in our mind, in our very cellular structure. We're calling forth a new and high vibration of love that's unprecedented in our lifetime. So grateful and thankful that we can call forth the highest and best. We can receive, accept, and allow a healing. And in gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So, Lisa, are you there? Not yet. Louie, my engineer's working on it. We're having some technical challenges, but we'll get we'll get Lisa in here in just a moment. And uh, I'm going to take the opportunity to to just say thank you to all the people who donate and support this radio broadcast. Uh, we have been doing it since September 2011, quite a few years, and we have a huge treasure trove in the archive. And speaking of archive, If you happen to be getting your podcast from iTunes, 
there are actually two podcasts because one can only contain 300 episodes. And we went over that um, episode limit in 2017. So we have a second podcast called Archive that has the oldest episodes. So episodes with Ken Wapnick and Gary Renard and a whole bunch of yummy people. So get the A Course in Miracles Archive podcast if you're on iTunes. So iPads, iPhones, uh, those kinds of things. Stitcher, if you've got the Stitcher app on your smartphone, then you can get it all in one podcast, which is nice. And then if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com, you can get um, you can get that, uh, what do you call it, transcript, livingacourseofmiracles.com. We've got all the episodes there with the transcripts. Not everything is transcribed yet, but we're working on it. And that's your donations go to support not just the production of this radio broadcast, but also that transcription. So, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing that uh, people are donating to support this beautiful project. And we have so many other projects lined up. We're getting close to getting this archive finished it's wonderful. We're also producing them now for YouTube. So if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, I believe it's Jennifer H. Hadley at, at YouTube, you can also get episodes there and things like that. So um, another thing you can do, just real quick, I think we're going to add Lisa in here, is if you'd like some free A Course in Miracles text messages, one per day to inspire you, then uh, you can... Text the word text, texts, to 35227. The word, oh, I'm sorry, the word miracles to 35227. The word, word miracles to 35227. And we are getting ready to do my next Forgiven Be Free workshop. So if you text the word forgive to 35227, my free workshop at the end of the month. Uh, you can come on online. It's three parts. It's about seven hours and we go really deep and we're going to be live. Forgive to 35227. Is my friend there? Lisa, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yay. Praise God. <laughs> I heard everything you said. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. Yeah, life. Well, I actually think this is a good way to start the conversation about healing because I couldn't get on like this is a whole new platform for me that we're using here to broadcast this call mm -hmm. and nowhere in my mind do I ever think I don't know or I can't mm -hmm. like I know that I could get on this call somehow and to me that's really the entire system for healing is you recognize that you have the ability to really get in wherever you want to get in. That's right. That's right. And the only thing that keeps us out really truly is our willingness. Exactly. You know, I was thinking about this a lot yesterday, Lisa. I do think about what blocks people's healings. We're going to go right to the deep water. Sorry. <laughs> it's just how we roll. You and I have had so many conversations about healing. It's such a, a powerful and um, interesting topic for both of us. But I was thinking about this um, because last week we did, um, I did the radio show with Corinne Zepko, our friend, uh, that we're doing our retreat with later this month. And we were talking about the courage to heal because, um, as you know, Corinne has struggled so, so intensely with anxiety, and it takes a lot of courage to heal. And I was thinking yesterday, I'm always opening up to spirit, how can I more clearly support myself and others in releasing the fear of healing, mm -hmm. releasing the fear of being walking and standing in our wholeness. It's so intense. Exactly. 
And people really don't even really cognize, like it's there, it's not that far under the surface, but if, if we had perfect wholeness, would that actually be desirable to us? What, what about perfect wholeness scares us so much that we avoid it while seeming to seek it? Mm-hmm. Now I know this yeah, is a topic love, you've thought a lot about. Yeah, I got I got a couple of emails that came in this morning. I sent out a message asking for any questions, and one of the questions that came in from someone named Laurel is, "What would you say is the main reason why people don't believe in their own capability and power to heal?" And I think it is fear. Like uh-huh. It's been an interesting subject for me over the years because I have such a strong foundation in A Course in Miracles. And for a long time, what I did was try to escape from the body. Like I really tried to just stay in the proof that none of this is real. I'm not a body. And really what I've discovered is it's the total integration and love that heals everything. So you really do have to look at the blocks and the obstacles that are in your mind that are holding you back and having a willingness to release them. So I would say the main reason why people don't believe in their own capability and power to heal is A, they don't know about it. They think it's mysterious or it's hard. But many people just don't even try. They, they just think like, I don't know how to heal. And then I got another message from a woman whose son has cancer. The mother's trying to heal. Can you hear me or am I echoing? No, I hear you perfectly. Okay, perfect. I received a message that says, Hi, Lisa. Thank you for being the light of the world. I've been following you for years. Started with the 40-day program honestly opened my eyes. So her story is my daughter who is 29 and married with a son was diagnosed with a very rare cancer two and a half years ago. She carries so much anger and anxiety and continually tells me she does not want to know anything about my, and I quote, self-help stuff. Mm. She carries so much fear and continually tells us she is dying and now has asked her dad and I to step away as we are not helping and she wants to heal in her own way. Mm. Thank you for taking my blinkers off. I can honestly say that I love my life and I'm excited to wake up every morning. My greatest desire is to see my beautiful daughter experience this inner peace and joy with love and gratitude. And then this woman's name. And... Mm. You and I, Jennifer, were talking last week on the phone, and we were talking about all the examples in the Bible of how Jesus healed 2,000 years ago. And in every single situation, he asked the person, would you be whole? Would you be healed? And I think that's an important element, because so often we want to heal our loved ones, but they don't want it. Yeah. They're not ready. There's just Mm -hmm. that fear there that you're expressing. So I think what this woman's doing is perfect. She's just totally loving her daughter. You know, she just wants to have her experience inner peace and joy. And all we can do as we read this letter is bless everyone with holiness and love. And I know that that is the healer. It is. Love is the healer. And we talked about this a little bit with Corinne last week. Um, I asked her about what can parents do who have children, whatever age, or children who have parents that uh, suffer with anxiety, how can we best help? And one of the things is to, and this I, I talk about this all the time in my Masterful Living class and all my classes, but it, the best thing we can do really is hold so strong to that there there that there is that within them that has the intelligence to completely heal and nothing is wrong 
Yeah. Nothing is missing. Because if we look at ourselves or anyone else and keep saying something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong, it has to be made manifest. Exactly. Because we're using the power of our word and our belief to to cause it to come into being. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. I mean, that's traditional new thought teaching. Your word has power. Your thought has power, and you have to be mindful with it. Exactly. Yeah, I was in Mexico last week, and I, I hosted a one-week healing retreat. There was 20 of us there, and a beautiful staff, probably 10 people on the staff. And one woman came to me and said she had invited this woman from the staff down into the healing retreat who has cancer and is going to go for a surgery uh, I think it was yesterday, actually. And I immediately thought, well, this is this goes against what I know to be true. We don't make something real and then heal it. Mm-hmm. But it was already set up. The whole staff was on their way down to the session room. And this woman had heard we were going to heal her. I didn't know anything about this. Like, it all happened without my knowledge. But I knew instantly, like, okay, I stay present in the moment. I was really listening. What do I do? And they came down, and they wanted to put her in the center of the circle, because that's what we do in the world. We make sickness special. We're going to put all our attention on you, the sick one, and now we're going to heal you. And I said, no, 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 we don't do that here. You come and hold my hand. We're all in a circle. We are all equal. We are Mm -hmm. all whole. Mm -hmm. And I just began addressing the whole group. This total gratitude and love for us all being there, for the love that we carry, for the light that we shine, for this new beginning. I look over and she's bawling her eyes out. She's laughing. She's, I said, do you understand English? And she said, a little. (laughs) <laughs> and I could tell the love that was in that room. I was just expressing, thank you so much for all the care that you're bringing to the meals, to the care and love you're bringing to cleaning these rooms, to the joy that you're bringing into making these beautiful gardens. Thank you so much. This world needs light, and you all are just bringing it. And I look around, and it's just like people are crying, and and it feels like I'm being shown how healing is accomplished. Just like you said, Jennifer, it's not to make the sickness real, but to acknowledge what is true, the wholeness. Because that, when we join each other in that space, healing is accomplished. Like she, I look over, she is definitely not sick. Like she, there's no (laughs) cancer in her. There was nothing to heal. It was just pure joy. And like, she looked like a little girl and in happiness. Mm. So I love it. I I am so grateful to hear you say that you you said we're all equal here and to to rather than put her in the middle of the circle not that there's anything wrong with that but let's all take that stand together for wholeness and because there is an issue of specialness in healing I think that is one of the things that people do fear is If I, and I know it sounds crazy, I know it sounds crazy, but if I no longer have an issue, am I still special and do I need that specialness? Because uh, people have come to me and asked me, can I help them heal? And I, I won't tell a long story, but I've said to them, well, like for a person who has an addiction or a person who has a chronic illness, chronic depression and things like that, which I see these things heal all the time in my classes, just like you do. You know, we see people heal issues that they have had for 5, 10, 15 years, really intense attachment and experience to the suffering and they heal it. And it is that wilt thou be made whole 
Uh, and I was thinking about that last night also, uh, because it is the question we must answer. And, and one of the things I invite people to do is to write down um, what will change in their life if they no longer have this issue. So for people who are addicted, one of the things that's going to change, and and for people who have chronic illness, you're now going to have a new level of responsibility in your life. Because people aren't going to say, oh, well, I'm going to do your shopping for you. I'm going to, you don't have to cook dinner anymore. Uh, I mean, people are going to say, okay, now it's your turn to cook dinner. They're going to say, you you can drive yourself to the thing. And uh, for people who are addicted, people are no longer going to make excuses for you. You're going to have a lot more responsibility right away. And then I was thinking, Lisa, how it just goes back to that responsibility all the time. It does. Yeah. I just got this message that came in from somebody who's listening to us right now, Natalie Anderson. She said, right into deep water, right off the bat. Love it. And this question (laughs) of resisting healing is exactly what I need to hear. Love you and Mm -hmm. Jennifer Hadley. Mm. Thank you, Natalie. And that's, that's really what it is. It's resisting this love and this wholeness. And one of the things it's been interesting for me being a Course in Miracles teacher for 25 years and now entering into this space of healing. Because I don't just want it to be conceptual. Like, I really want to move yes. into this space of doing what Jesus did and more. And one of the things that has come to me is we really do have to look at the blocks that are in our minds and allow them to be removed. You can't just say, I'm whole and perfect. Like, you could, if you could take that and be it and know it but there's so much anger and ideas of separation and trauma and anxiety that really is buried in minds and it has to become clear in our awareness and having a willingness to let it be removed let it be healed with forgiveness so it does take courage. It takes total responsibility to say, I'm willing to let go of this victim mentality, this blame mentality. And to, I love, it's all in the first sentence in A Course in Miracles. The aim of this course is to remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which mm-hmm. is your natural inheritance. So that's healing work. We're seeing the blocks. And we're, we're making a decision. I don't want them anymore. I don't want to hold on to this anger and this grief and my judgments and my attack thoughts. I'm ready to let it go. I'm also looking at the time here. And we're almost <laughs> time for a break. Oh, yes, we've got just a couple minutes left before we go to our break. And uh, as you're talking there, Lisa, I'm thinking about one of the great influences that we have uh, that's so intense in our world, and that is uh, the pharmaceutical companies and advertising the rise of Western medicine. As you and I are both huge fans of the great healers like Phineas P. Quimby and um, Joel Goldsmith. Joel Goldsmith seeing more than 100 people a day, uh, literally, probably only spending five minutes just long enough to pray with each one, and people being healed of tuberculosis and walking away, and uh, doing that day after day after day after day. And and Joel has said, as you well know, that uh, when people would say, thank you for my healing, he would say, why thank me? Just like Jesus. Mm-hmm. He, he would be... You know, the father did it. I didn't do it. And the the thing with most of us is we're looking outside of ourselves for the answer rather than looking for those blocks to love, the blocks to love's presence. And we the great thing is even I love it so much that we don't even have to look for them. We can just say, take them, take them. I'm done blocking love. Here's an opportunity to be loving. I'm going to take it. Here's another one. I'm going to take it. Here's another one. I'm going to take it. We don't have to focus on looking for the blocks to love because that actually is then what are we focused on? 
we're focused on the blocks. Instead, mm-hmm. let's just focus on the ways to let love flow. Oh, don't get me started. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, I just, I also think as we're getting ready to go to our break here, uh, as you were talking, I was also thinking, Lisa, cold and flu season. What the what? I remember when I was a kid and people would say, don't go outside with your hair wet. It's winter. You're going to get a cold. And I just remember thinking, what does that, how does, what? Yeah. It's nonsense. It really is nonsense. There's so many things that are hidden in our consciousness, like cold and flu season, advertise and advertise and advertise. And people expect they're going to become ill. But see, I, I, I know that we've learned to say, forget that, and then we have a different experience. All right, we're going to go into our break here. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Our guest today is Lisa Natoli, and we're talking about healing. We're talking about really being cured back to the root cause so we never experience it again. We are already free, and we are not a body. And we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking with Lisa Natoli. And just for those of you who may not have heard, Lisa Natoli, Jennifer Hadley, John Mundy, Corinne Zepko, the four of us, are doing a healing retreat uh, later in March. We're kicking off spring, and uh, it's in uh, New York in the Hudson Valley at a beautiful resort there, and we're calling it Spring Clearing, and it really is about healing through using uh, Course in Miracles, forgiveness, some kundalini yoga, very light, easy-to-do yoga, pretty much. It's all about centering and clearing. And we are going to go super deep on this retreat, just like we're going to go super deep here now uh, in our conversation with Lisa. Because Lisa and I are are we're very much aligned. Corinne is aligned. John is aligned. Uh, and Lisa and I particularly, we like to do the work we don't like to just talk about doing the work we like to actually do the work and it is we we've experienced miraculous amazing healing and lisa um you recently uh started offering a wonderful course called the healing cure Mm -hmm. i wonder if you would tell folks about how you came to to really that uh, that topic and to boldly offer such a beautiful course? Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Well, first of all, I am super excited about that March retreat. And for anybody who's really listening and who has been praying for a totally new life, I really do encourage you to give yourself a gift and just clear the decks, whatever you have going on. I really just ask for you to just look at it and say, okay, how long have I been praying for a change? How many things have I done? And Mm. that's really what's happened for me because we have an idea. I don't have time. I don't have the money. I I'll figure this out online by myself. I'll heal this by myself. I'm sure solutions coming and we miss all the answered prayers that come every single day. Like we, the mind is determined to stay stuck in its routine. That's the problem. Like for me, I'm calling for people to really step out and be bold and clear the decks and get chills right now, because that's how it worked for me. 
because Mm -hmm. my healing journey is I've had a course in miracles for over 25 years. I found it in 1992 and I was never, ever, never sick. Never. I, I knew early on back when I was in my twenties that sickness was a a way to get lots of benefits. You know, you got to take time off from work, you got attention, you got love. And I never felt that I needed to take get sick to get those things. I was always very vocal. I would tell my employer, I worked in New York City, I would say I'm taking a wellness day. And because I had the days, you know, I had I had time to take off and I just communicated to my boss, like, I don't get sick, but I'm going to take my sick days and I'll let you know. I'll call them wellness days. So (laughs) I never got I never I never went to the doctor when I did go to the doctor. It was and I had insurance. I was paying a tremendous amount of money back then for insurance. So I was like, I want to get my money's worth. So I would make up reasons to go to the doctor, right? And Mm. they would be like, you're totally fine. And so in, and then I started getting ideas of, it wasn't even ideas. It was like a passion for healing. How is healing accomplished? I was, I would just like, all right, I've read all these amazing teachers I became obsessed with the subject of healing. If you mention any healer's name from the 1800s, early 1900s, I'm sure I've studied them. But something was in my mind like, yeah, but how? How do we heal? You know, I've been very interested in mm-hmm. David Hawkins and Joe Dispenza. I've read everything in A Course in Miracles about healing. But I was really like, well, but how come people aren't healing then? Like, if we have all this information, why are people still suffering? And then in around, I think it was January 2013, I started getting flu-like symptoms that were really bad, like vomiting, high fever, night sweats. I mean, I'd wake up in a pool of water. um, And I couldn't make it go away. At first I thought it was the flu and it just never went, it just wouldn't go away. And, and then it got diagnosed as autoimmune condition and I tried to heal it on every level. I think I spent $20,000 in different alternative therapies and antibiotics, probiotics, special diet, raw food diet. Um, you name it. I tried it. And Mm-hmm. Nothing was nothing was changing. And I wouldn't know when I would vomit. Like I would just be driving down the street and Ugh. I'd have to pull over on the side of the road and just open the door. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'd go teach about healing. And I, I ended up having mm-hmm. some people tell me, You're a fraud. You know, you're teaching about healing and you're totally sick. There's something definitely wrong with you. And so I had to really go through that. Like well, why am I teaching healing? I don't know a thing about it. And, but I kept really staying close to Jesus and saying, okay, I know this is in my mind for some reason. And then I moved from trying to heal the body to trying to heal the mind. But I noticed that I was still trying to heal the mind to heal the body. Like the, the ego mind, the fear-based thought system, very sneaky. And that didn't work. And finally, I made a decision that I was really just going to connect with my true identity, the light that I am. No more trying to heal the body and no more trying to heal the mind to heal the body. And things began to change. Like that was really where I began to experience, like, I don't know when the vomiting stopped. It was years ago. And when I made a decision, no more dieting. Like it was just a decision to love myself that I was really Mm -hmm. going to just stay in. I love what you said about you and I just wanting to stay in doing the work, not talking Mm -hmm. about it, but doing it, living it, embodying it. Mm -hmm. And that this is it's it feels like in this moment as I speak right now is I'm still being shown like I I just on this yes I went on I have had a deeper version over the years to doing anything body related yoga exercise 
because I just was quoting and a concept on yeah. my body. But I'm doing yoga again. Like, and I know we're going to do yoga on this retreat. And I met this woman last week in Mexico. Her name's Kathy Deegan. And she runs a, a holistic energy healing center up in Toronto. And mm. I was like, wow, the Christ is working through all of us. Like she can detect blocks. And she was saying like, you don't have to heal anything. You don't have to move the blocks. You don't, but she, she could see like, okay, there's anger here or there's trauma here or there's this here. And my mind was so open to it of just watching the way she's working with others. And then you make a decision. Like, are you ready to just say, okay, yeah, I have trauma in me that I've created a wall around myself for protection. That's what we do. That's what mm -hmm. is, separation. Mm -hmm. And then to mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm willing now to realize I don't need that wall anymore. I don't need to keep holding on to the anger to protect myself. I'm ready to let the light of Christ flow through me. So I created this online, it's kind of a do-it-yourself coaching program called The Healing Cure. And it's available whenever somebody's ready. And I really wanted it to be a self-study. I wanted, I'm there. I do videos every week with practices. And the main idea in The Healing Cure is based on three elements you make a decision, you change your direction, and you focus on your holiness. So for eight weeks, that's the commitment. You're going to make a decision to identify with your true self instead of your body identity and your story. You're going to change your direction, which is the prodigal son story. You recognize the way I'm going is going nowhere. You've got to stop, turn around, and come back home to the father's house, which is the light within you. And then the third, the big element in the healing cure is focusing on holiness and learning how to work with holiness as a power. So healing is an ability. And now you're learning to work with this light. Like how do you bless everyone and everything with the light within? So that's my story. That's the healing cure. And it's exciting for me really just to see so many people now stepping into this space I always feel like, you know, it's like the Wright brothers before they got that plane off the ground. It's like something that hadn't been done before. And now thousands of people around the world, not just in the healing cure, but just just teachers like you, Jennifer, and just people who are having the same divinely inspired ideas about healing of bringing it forth into this world now. This is the time for the light workers of the world to rise and shine, to heal at all levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, etherically, spiritually, financially, creatively. It's time for us to really be the teachers of God that we are designed to be. We're designed to be demonstrating the perfection, the wholeness, the freedom, and I, I mean, yeah, I, I think what you you share is always so compelling, Lisa, because I can only imagine what it would be like, say, to be driving to teach a class on healing, and you have to pull over and throw up, yep. you know, or something like that. That would be you, and people would understandably and un it's understandable that some people would say you're a fraud yes. and i think of all the great mystics who people said they were a fraud but they were in a a healing experience and the when our body is really challenged when our emotional body is really challenged when our relationships are really challenged when it's so intense we cannot look away mm -hmm. that it's like we're screaming we're on fire with it 
that's when we have the greatest willingness to change our mind Mm -hmm. and to open our mind to the highest possibilities of love. I mean, we can go the other way. We can give up. But many times that is the thing that is necessary for us to go over that tipping point Mm -hmm. and, and to really be more willing than unwilling. Yeah. Yeah, to me it's interesting because you you really have to move out of the body identity. You do. And to me, the, the mind training of A Course in Miracles, in my mind, is the fast track. But this is this is the place, and I got another message, an email here. This woman, Carol, who's struggles with food addiction, she keeps going back to her old habit. She's been eating healthy for seven months. How do we sustain the new ways? How do we not fall back into old habits? They say it takes 21 to 30 days to create a new habit and 90 days to create a new lifestyle. Then why after seven months do I fall? I'm checking myself into a healthy eating center for three months starting in April. How do I get rid of the fear that I will fail once again once I leave the center because I know that if I can't get rid of this fear in my heart, soul, then I will create the failure in my reality. How do I convince myself that the old me is gone and that the new me would never go back to the old habits? Hope this all makes sense. So to me, it's an, it, these questions are great and they're also interesting. Yes. They're the thing that's asking the question is still the thing that's stuck is the body identity. So it takes a miracle. Like Jesus in A Course in Miracles says, you will be lifted and carried. There's no progression from the you Mm. body identity to the light that you are. It doesn't, it doesn't go in a line. There's no like, I'll take this many steps in 21 days to 30 days and then 90 days It takes one instant of standing still in trust and wanting this transformation to occur. And then you are lifted and carried. So it takes quietness, stillness, awareness, attention, uh, courage, trust, first teacher of a characteristic of, of teacher of God. And my experience is you are lifted and carried in this now moment, doesn't take time, into an experience of the light that you are. And for a moment, you will keep falling back. It's just old old habits. We're so used to being bodies with a storyline. So you just keep bringing yourself back to the stillness. And that's why I love we're doing this five days together at a retreat. Like that is a lot of time. Like what I did in Mexico was I encouraged everyone to get rid of their cell phones, their computer, not wear makeup or jewelry. I mean, I said, you know, you're adults, do whatever you want. But where in the world do you have a whole week with others with the same intention for healing and transformation? Let's use it. Let's all really be here and let something new occur. And it was that retreat was just mind blowing. It really was like everyone was experiencing this joy and this peace. And you come back into your wholeness again. And that again is why I always encourage people, you know, Jesus was always saying, are you coming? And he, he, <laughs> he did into the fisherman. He's like, I'm leaving now. Mm-hmm. Who's coming. Mm-hmm. And the fisherman mm-hmm. was like, well, let me go back and pack a bag and check with my wife. And I got to let them know I'm leaving. And Jesus is like, no, we're leaving now. And the metaphysics Mm -hmm. of that is that if you are given time to think about it, you will rearrange back into the old pattern again. So when the Christ appears and says, are you coming? Are you all in? You don't get any time to think about it. Just yes or no. Are you in or not? And not being in is not a problem, but you're going to have to eventually come to this point sometime. And I hope it's not in five lifetimes from now where you say, okay, that's it. I'm totally ready to identify with the truth of my being as Christ, as light, as love. And now is the time. And then you don't look back. You clear the decks and you're like, all right, where do I sign up? 
And that's that to me is the collapse of time. And that takes tremendous courage. It does. It takes tremendous courage. I I love, love, love what you're sharing. It is so potent and so powerful. I really encourage people to listen to this again and again, because we're talking about things that for Lisa and I, we've had so many conversations about healing and because it's our favorite topic really and because miraculous healing is available to us and it all does happen at the level of the mind and it seems as though it's a mystery but it's actually not a mystery it's just are we actually willing to live by the truth to know the truth to stand in the truth that's that's the only thing that makes it seem like a mystery. We put up these veils in our minds to the truth, and then it seems like it's hard to understand. But like I say all the time, the truth is what we are, you know, because what's true is we are love. We are perfect. We're already free. Like you haven't said it today, Lisa, but I know when you were going through a process of healing, and again, we're we're still in it. Um, but when we were in, you had a realization, I am not sick. Yep. Because I'm not a body, I am not sick. Exactly. And that's the decision. That was the point. That really was the turning point when you have to make a decision. Am I going to keep identifying with the symptoms in the body trying to heal them? Or am I going to, in this moment, identify with that which can never be sick, that which has no name, that which is eternal, that which is free? And, and, it, and it was a real experience. It wasn't a concept. I recognized I'm not sick. I'm, I'm not sick. I realized it. And Jesus says, for a moment, you may still see lingering symptoms. Do not concern yourself. Mm -hmm. You are not that. You are not a body. That's you are right. free. And I feel like this is this is the plan of atonement. This is the plan of teachers, mm -hmm. where each of us, whenever we're ready, says, "Okay, I'm I'm in. I'm ready now to identify completely with the love and the light that I am, the Christ." And that can never be sick. That light is everywhere. Love is everywhere. I am everywhere. You are everywhere. There's no space between us. There's no space between me and anyone who's listening. I'm in your mind. You're in my mind. And there's great joy in that. Like there's great yes. rejoicing in the kingdom. I was expressing at the Mexico retreat last week, the part in A Course in Miracles that I don't know made it into the blue book, the foundation for inner peace version, but it's in the earth text. But it talks about before Jesus came along, there was a plan of atonement and the angels could not withstand the separation thoughts of the separated ones. And they had to be brought back. And I always remember that because when it, things get tough or when I feel this is too much, I just mm. remember that. I remember, hold on a second. I have the ability to stand still and remember I'm not alone. And I know how to love. I know how to bless. I know how to comfort. And that's the work we're being called to do here in this world. I know it. And... Mm -hmm. And I know that the the separated mind that, you know, is in every mind, it's not real, is being healed by every loving thought each of us holds when we forgive. That's what healing is. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. You know, Lisa, I'd like to go back to what you shared that Carol had written to you. And because I think that fear of falling back is very common. I think of everybody who's who set the intention to to have a diet and to, um, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year and things like that. And in this world of seeming duality, we learn through contrast. So when there's contrast, for example, 
we all see this, all spiritual students see this. You have a strong spiritual practice that's effective. You're feeling great. Things are going well. Something interrupts that. Some upset, some travel plans, something. And then you fall back for a while into old ways, and then you start to feel like uh, unwell, and you're eating differently, and you're thinking differently. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I dropped my practices. Mm-hmm. Here's the contrast. I was feeling so great. Now I'm not feeling so great. I learned through the contrast of these two. It doesn't mean that I'm a loser. It means that I'm choosing to learn through contrast rather than through direct mystical awakening awareness. Mm-hmm. So, And we all do that. We all do it. So even the most enlightened people will learn some things through contrast. So it, it, it's not that we're failing. We're just choosing that form of learning. And so the, the, it, and for, for, for people who fear that learning through contrast, I, I think the fear is actually misplaced. That the real fear, there are two other fears. One is that what if you succeed? What if you succeed? What, what, what do you fear about being made whole? What is the fear there? And because look, look at how much is, how much more is asked of you, Lisa, now than when years ago, when you were, you know, you weren't teaching on a large platform and doing all these things. So much less was asked of you. Yeah. Yeah. So much less responsibility. Exactly. And that's one of the things I noticed. The symptoms got a hundred times worse every single time I traveled to teach. Every time. And I began to recognize like some very ancient old block in me of fear of expressing myself in the truth. And who knows what that is? I don't go on a witch hunt. I don't try to find the cause. You know, I've, I thought like I must have gotten my head chopped off in some other like other lifetime or something. But it doesn't matter. What matters now is that I recognize I'm safe. I'm I'm perfectly protected. And there's nothing to fear. And, it is and I'm going to have to. I have to interrupt you because it's time for us to close. Uh, It goes so fast. I know. I'm sorry. We'll have to have you back again soon. I'm glad we're going to be in a healing immersion in uh, just a couple of weeks. And so people can go to lisanatoli.com, jenniferhadley.com to learn more about the spring clearing retreat. And you're welcome to come. And we have payment plans for you if you're interested. So I'm going to invite everybody to take a breath, place your hand on your heart. We give thanks for Lisa Natoli and her precious life. We give thanks that we're all being led and guided by the same teacher. In gratitude, share the benefits of all. Let it be. Amen. Amen.